Hey, yo, let's go, y'all. Run the report. Trying to take it. Yo, yo, what's up? What's going on? This is Dre E, and this is the Minority Report, episode number five. Um, we're going to call this one New Year, New Me. It's a new year. It's a new decade, new year, 2020, um, 2020. Um, so in this episode, we're just going to recap a lot of the things we talked about in the first four episodes, um, being that it's uh, a new year. Um I know a lot of us, you know, we hear a lot of people, you know, say the whole, you know, the whole hashtag, uh, new year, new me. And, uh, a lot of us, you know, we're tired of seeing that, but, um, I'm for it, man. I'm for the whole new year, new me. Um, if, if, if it takes the new year for you to, I mean, to come in for you to start to, uh, reinvent yourself or to, um, to get better, I'm all for it. Only thing I would, I would suggest it's just not waiting for the new year to get better, try to get better every day. That's the only thing that I would suggest. But hey, if that's your thing, um, then that's your thing. Like I said, I'm all for it. I'm here to support it. Um, I'm, I'm like I said, my like I said a couple episodes ago, my my favorite word for the new decade is going to be growth because I feel like growth is very important for everyone. So I figure the the more we grow, the more we know, the more we're able to help one another out. So. New Year, New Me, episode number five, The Minority Report. Um, so, yeah, y'all, happy New Year, man. We here. We finally made it. Um, took a week off uh, just to, you know, just to, to bring in the new year, to relax, to, you know, figure out what it is, how we wanted to take this forward, uh, The Minority Report. So, I mean, hopefully soon um, I'll have my friends here, you know, doing this with me. So we could uh, get more into into a more in-depth conversation about things. So it won't just be from my perspective. So um, again, happy new year. I hope everyone had a great new year. I hope everyone brought the new year in safely. Um, and here we go, man. Let's go. Uh, so first thing we're going to talk about is self-love. So self-love is, is paramount to me. In my opinion, self-love is paramount because... You're not going to always have the support of your family. You're not going to have always have the support of your friends, although you should. But realistically, you're not, um, especially if you're trying to do anything that's out of the norm of what they do. Um, you're really not going to have that type of support system that you normally should have. So it's vitally important that this self-love, this self-care, it really really resonates with everyone because self-love is not about being cocky. It's not about being arrogant. It's not about being self-absorbed. It's just about taking care of yourself. And when I mean, what I mean by taking care of yourself, I mean, taking care of yourself mentally. We all have uh, our own civic duty to ourselves to take care of ourselves mentally. So I'm a firm believer in people 
are only going to treat you the way you allow them to treat you, right? So people are only going to treat you the way you allow them to treat you. So I remember... I remember, I remember growing up, for, as far as myself is concerned, I remember growing up, I was a have-not, man. I was one of those, I, I was a have-not. I, I was an outcast. I was, a, I was one of those poor kids, man, who, who, um, who really never really had, had a lot, right? So I, I, I wanted to fit in so bad back in my, my younger days. I wanted to fit in so bad that I just let people, you know, treat me how how they wanted to treat me just just cause I wanted to be down with the cool kids, right? And I remember I, I, I had a, I've always had like a core group of friends who were my day ones and my true day ones, like who pretty much accepted me for who I was. But you know, back then, you know, middle school, elementary school, you know, you're not really, you're not really paying attention to the ones around you, especially, if you got this group of kids over here who are the cool kids, who are the popular kids in school you wanted to be like, right? So um, I was steadily trying to get into those crowds, right? And it wasn't until I got to high school and I met my best friend and she really, she really started to um, instill all of this, this pride in myself and, and she really started to work on my self-esteem and really started to boost my self-esteem. Um, and it was a lot of work. Um, she, because I didn't have none of it. I know a lot of you guys now, uh, <laughs> I know a lot of you guys now probably wouldn't believe that, um, when it comes to me, but no, I was, I was, I was that guy. I was shy. I, um, I was, I was, a, I, I was to say a shell of myself would be an understatement. But I was, I was a shell of myself. Um, I didn't have no, I didn't have no confidence when it came to anything. Only thing I knew about myself back then was I was street smart and I was book smart. That's what I knew about myself. Like I, I knew in the classroom, I was, I was, I was smart. I was a smart kid um, in the streets. Um, that's my background. My family, that's 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 what the background is. So um, and. When it came to ninth grade, I mean, I already been damn near homeless for damn near a year already. So, um, my street, my street sense was up to par as well. So, those are only two things I knew about myself at that time. Um, I didn't know that. I didn't know. I didn't have no confidence. I didn't have no self esteem. I didn't have no pride. I don't. I had no self pride in myself. Um, I didn't think I looked good at all. Um, uh, let's see. I, I was, I was damn near. <laughs> Yo, I was, I was terrified to talk to females, period, especially good looking females. And my best friend, my best friend, she happened to be one of the best looking females in our high school. Um, no lie. She really did. So when we had it, when we had class together, she would uh she would talk to me for <laughs> for for whatever reason i i really could not understand why she would talk to me um outside of the fact that like i said i was smart so i used to help and we had a few classes together but uh mainly um we had our algebra classes together 
in our our math classes together rather and um and uh I know I would I know I would uh help her with her work and help her figure some things out and I was able to break it down to her to where she would understand um because the teacher you know you know how teachers are you know they teach their shit but you know some of that shit is foreign to a lot of people especially when it comes to math algebra that is so but like I said I was smart with that shit so um that's that's how the beginning of our relationship started and when she would talk to me I remember every time she would talk to me um, when I responded to when when she would talk to me, she'd be in front of me, and I'll be here. And every time I respond to her, I respond, I respond to her just like this, with my head down. I couldn't look her in the face. I couldn't look her in the eye. And she would always ask me, like Andre, what the fuck's wrong with you? Like, look at me. <laughs> like, yo, look at me, look at me, right? And every time we talked, she but she would tell me to look at she would tell me to look at her. So um, she was, and she would tell me like like I, I swear, man. She she worked on me for a good two years. Um, my confidence, trying to build my confidence. She would tell me, um, and, and honestly, she was the first person um, that I could recall ever really like taking the time out to get to know me and to um, to help me uh, with my confidence and help me just with my myself going forward. She was she was that person. She took the time out to do that. And I learned a lot from her because she was a popular person in, and she was a popular person in high school. Everybody knew her. Everybody loved her. She hated damn near everybody. She, <laughs> and it was, it was kind of crazy for me to see because here she was this popular, good looking girl who a lot of people just, they loved her. I mean, they loved her for just who she was. And I remember, man, I remember... I remember, um, shit, like, shit, I remember the shit like it was yesterday, man. She straight up told me, she was like, hey, Dre, well, um, yeah, these, the, the, she goes, these people like, and they like, and they love me, and they show me love, but they don't even know me. They only like me because I'm popular. Girls only like me because I'm popular. Um, the guys only like me because I look good. Um, but they don't know nothing. They don't choose to tell me that they don't know me like you know me. You know, you're she would tell me uh, you're a funny guy. You 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 you're very charismatic. Um, you're smart. She would tell me all of these things. Um, and for the first six months to a year, I didn't believe shit she was saying. <laughs> I really didn't because I couldn't fathom. You know, I'm a. um. <sighs> I don't know, man. For the lack of a better term, I'm, I'm a throwaway kid. You know, my my uh, my uh, my mom's threw me away. You know what I mean? So I, I was dealing with abandonment issues. I was dealing with confidence issues. Um, I felt like my dad. Um, I felt like my dad chose my stepmom over me. Um, and my dad was out there, you know, making a living for his family and shit. And but so he was never around. I knew damn well my stepmom didn't want me. Um, so I just always grew, I was at, at that point in time, I was always, I, always, I grew up, I grew up thinking nobody wanted me. I grew up thinking that I was basically the scum of the earth, that I, I was the ugly duckling. I was all of these things. And yo, it was wild. My looks, <laughs> yo, my looks back then was wild as hell. But 
like I said, man, I had my best friend there, man. And she would like, like I said, man, she would like, it was, it was, it was funny, man, because when I looked back on it, by the time our senior year was ending and I looked back on the beginning of my high school years, it was like, honestly, like she put me through a fucking self-esteem um, boot camp. Like for real, she would work on me every fucking day and just instill like she would just tell me good things about myself until I started to believe it. Right. So once once I started to believe it, um, honestly, man, I never looked back. Um, and it was, it's crazy because um, the transition from my uh, sophomore year to my junior year was like night and day. I mean, they would, uh, <laughs> it's funny because they would ask my best friend all the time, like, yo, who's the new guy you with? Who's the new guy you with? And she would tell them, like, she didn't, She never knew who they was talking about because I had been there in my high school since the beginning, since ninth grade, since the summer uh, between eighth grade and ninth grade when I started playing uh, football. And so she never knew what new guy they was talking about until one day uh, some girls, I guess, you know, stopped her and, and you know, pointed to me. And uh, she was like, <laughs> she was like, Dre, she's like, motherfucker been here since ninth grade. And they were in disbelief. But a lot of these females I had in classes since, some of them I had in classes in my middle school when I was in middle school. And some of them, like I said, I had in classes in ninth and 10th grade. They never seen me. But that's how drastic the uh, transformation was for me. It was just like a night and day thing, man. And then by the time um, my senior year came around, it, it got it got to a point to whereas, I mean, I, I mean, I had the confidence. I had um, I had everything that I had everything. I, I had it. All. I had the pride. I had my pride. I had my confidence. Um, I think I've always not that I think I know I always had a good personality because shit for for 10 years of school that's really all i had to work on was my personality because no one was checking for me they was just like yo he, he's a good dude he's a good, genuine dude uh um the ones who really knew me knew i was a funny dude um because uh that that's that that was me until like i said until like i said my junior year and once i got that confidence in myself um like I said, it was over. It was over from there. As far as ever looking back on myself, um, as far as like having low self esteem, it, it got to the point to where um, people would people before they would know would, would get to know me, they was they would just write me off as a uh, um, as I, uh, as self absorbed, arrogant, or cocky, or whatever, whatever whichever word you want to use. That's how they would describe me uh, before they got to know who I was. And so it wasn't that I was any of those things. It's just that's how I was. That's how I was taught from my best friend to carry myself at all times. And to this day, I still carry myself that way. Um, although I struggle at times present day because you know the world has taken a toll on all of us. So, so at times, you know, I lack I lack that confidence in myself, and then you know, failed relationships. Um, that should have do it to you as well, and. Um, toxic relationships will do it to you as well. So all of that shit, you know, you know, put some chinks in your armor. But all in all, um, that self love is exactly that. It's self love. You have to find it within yourself 
to um, to dig yourself out of that hole. You know, you have to be your number one cheerleader. You have to be your number one cheerleader. I remember like just having conversations with people, some, uh, having conversations with my ex or my exes rather. And they would, they would say to me, um, have all you care about is yourself. And it wasn't, it's not that I care about, I care about a lot of things, honestly. But if I, if you cannot take care and love yourself first, you can't love her. You can't even love your children the way you're supposed to love your children because a part of you is missing. So into your whole 100%, and I get it, man, we're not going to all be 100% all the time, but let's get it up to the 90s and be anywhere from 90 to 100% all the time. Because when you're, when you're, when you're working on a high frequency, when it comes to yourself, that everything just turns out better. You have to be your number one cheerleader has to be yourself. And really, there's no way around that. You, you, and in order to do so, you got, you say, so what does that, Dre, so what does that look like? Well, you really got to take some time to yourself and figure out who it is you are and what your purpose is in life. You really got to figure that out. Figure out what it is, figure out who you are and what in life is your purpose. What's your purpose in life? You figure those two things out and then you'll start to figure out a lot of other things that's going on in your in your life. Maybe that job you have is detrimental to your health, is detrimental to your mental health. Um maybe the people so you might have to change careers. You know? Maybe that job is just not worth it. Maybe that job is just robbing you of your fucking happiness or that career, whatever you want to call it. It's just robbing you of your happiness because maybe it's just something that it's not meant for you to do. I mean, I was with Walmart a grand total of 15 years, walked away from it because it was really, really affecting my mental health. I suffer from depression. So when you suffer from depression and you're around shit that constantly triggers uh, emotions and and constantly triggers your depression. Is you got to move on from it. You have to move on from it, and it doesn't matter how many how many years you got invested in it, or how many years you have on the job, and how much money you're making. I mean, to be truly in tune with yourself, these are the things you have to look at, because there's many contributing factors to you not feeling whole, to you not feeling the love that you should have for yourself. There's many contributing factors to that. It could be, like I say, it could be your job. It could be your career, right? It could be the circle that you're around. A lot of us hang around a lot of negative people. Shit, I reached a point a couple of years ago, like, yo, that negativity, I'm just not with it. I'm just not with it at all. Um, so you got to look at your circle because like they say, man, you are who you hang around. You are who you hang around. So if, let, let me, a huge misconception. Okay. A huge misconception. A lot of people think that because your friends, you're still friends with your childhood friend that you've known for 20 plus years. 
a lot of people feel, and that's, that was your best friend growing up. A lot of people feel like, hey, that's my best friend. I've known this person for 20 some odd years. Nah, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's your best friend who's holding you back. Sometimes it's your best friend who's pulling you back. Sometimes it's your best friend or one of your closest friends who are doing you the dirtiest. But we got to open our eyes and see these things. Sometimes it's your it's sometimes it's everybody in your circle, not everybody, but the majority of people in your circle who's holding you back. But people in your circle should want to see you succeed. People in your in your circle should want to push you forward. Even if they're not in the position to do so themselves, because those are the type of people you want around you. You want cheerleaders around you. You want people around you who's going to help you grow. And like I said a few episodes ago, everybody can't go. Because everybody's not on the same mission as you. It, it, sometimes it takes people a few more years to get there. And sometimes some people will never get there. But your job and your civic duty to yourself is for you to get there, to, to, to reach your uh, maximum potential when it comes to your growth. And like I said, is when it comes to your circle, hey, like what they what they say, um, I don't I don't know how these sayings be going, but one solid friend is worth a mil a thousand a hundred acquaintances. It, it just is. So I'd rather have my one ride or die with me, and know he or she we 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 gonna go to the mountaintop together, than a hundred fake people around me who who's not really doing anything beneficial for themselves or myself. So we got to check our circles because sometimes our circle is the thing that's holding us back the most. Now, number three, and most importantly, we got to love ourselves and we got to love ourselves enough to forgive ourselves for anything that we've done in the past that we may feel is bad or we feel like we cannot get over. We could get over anything because check it out. I've been through a whole lot of shit and guess what? I'm still here today. I know a lot of people who've been through a whole lot of shit and they're still here today. So you harboring those feelings and those emotions about whatever the traumatic experience it is, you got to start letting that go. Because if you don't start letting that go, it's forever going to be a weight on your shoulders and you're really never going to be able to move past it. But we're all human. We all make mistakes. We're all human and we all make mistakes. So we have to be able to forgive ourselves. Forgive ourselves. Start blaming ourselves for all the ill will and all the ill things that have happened to us in our past. And, and I guarantee you the majority of it isn't your fault. But some of it is our fault. And even if, if even if, the, some of the, I'm sorry, even if the majority of it is your fault, that's okay too. Forgive yourself. Allow yourself to be able to start working on forgiving yourself. And if there's others around you who've done you some harm, start working on forgiving them as well. Because you should never want 
someone outside of yourself to have that type of control or hold over yourself. Whatever they've done to you in the past. I was abused by my stepmom for the greater part of seven to eight years, right? Um, I've reached a point a long time ago, honestly, to where I forgave her for all the shit she's done to me. That was a huge weight off my shoulder. My mom, I forgave her for all the shit she done, did to me as well. That was a huge weight off my shoulder. Me and my pops, man, we had one of the best conversations we've ever had in my 41 years just last year. Um, and it was great for me, man. It was great for my soul. Um, I, I can't, I can't stress, I can't stress how much forgiveness and starting the healing process will benefit you going forward, especially if you have children. Because we don't want to continue these, we don't want to continue these toxic as cycles that we have in our communities, especially the black community. We want to rid ourselves of that shit. We want to break that cycle. We want to break those chains. We want to get rid of that shit. So our children doesn't have to continue to carry the burden of our past. Because that's what happens. We just continue to carry on all this toxic behavior, all these toxic ass uh, memories, all these toxic ass things that we have going on in our families and in our communities. And we just keep on trinkling that shit, that shit down to our children, right? And, it, and when we do that, it's, it's, just, it's just a very grim outlook for them. So let's break that cycle. Let's break those curses that plague our families and our communities. Like I told y'all a few episodes ago, man, like stop harboring, stop harboring the fucking uh, pedophile uncle that you have, you know, stop harboring the fucking abusive pops, the abusive mother that you have. Like, no, man, we, we, we got to stop. We got to start putting this shit out in the open. We got to start having these conversations. And even if it isn't, even if you feel you can't, address that person straight up, go talk to a therapist. Go get some help that way. That way we can stop, that way we can start breaking these generational curses that we have. You got, you have to be able to, you have to be able to start looking forward in your life and projecting good thoughts good behaviors onto your children. But like I said, everything starts and ends with you. How you feel about yourself is how you're going to treat other people. And that's straight up. That's just what that is. There's studies, there's research, there's everything out there for you guys to Google or whatever, however you, it is, you get your research. There's stuff out there for you to, to get, to do that, to learn. Because just think about how better off we would be if we had the knowledge and the self-awareness to think about all of these things in, or, or our parents to think about these things growing up. Because y'all know how it was, especially in the black household. Y'all know how this shit goes in the black community. Y'all know how this shit goes. Goes on in this house, stays in this house. 
this, that, and the third goes on. You better not say nothing. We don't talk about it. We just get over it. Um, shit, men just in general, we're not allowed to show feelings. And it's just all of this crazy shit that's taught to us. A lot of us, we have to unlearn that shit. And when we become adults, a lot of us start to see like, yo, no, that's, that's not right at all. That's not how I'm going to raise my kids. That's not how I want to be as a man. That's not how I want to be as a woman. We got to start. We really have to start, like I said, taking care of ourselves. And on this journey, we have to be able to take criticism. People in your circle should be able to tell you any and everything that they feel about you. And we can't be getting offended by it. I have one of my closest friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of my closest friends. Yo, she. I, I, I love, I love it. I love her to death because. At the end of the day, no matter how much I'm feeling myself, what I'm going through, um, what type of shit I'm in, what type of shit I done got into, whatever type of relationship I'm in, whatever type of woman I'm dating, when it's all said and done, she's gonna keep a 1,000 with me all at all times. And it's not, and, and it's never coming from a, a place of hate, or she's not hating on me, she she knows me. So she's she has my best interests at heart. So you need people like that around you. You can't have people around you who are just cool with going, going with everything you say. Because then how the hell would you ever know what it is you're doing is the right or wrong thing you're to do? If everybody around you is like, okay, they cool with it. We with it. Nah, man, you got to get you some people around you who's going to be honest with you at all times. And like I said, listen to them. Especially if it's people you've known your whole life and they know your character. They know what you're, where you come from. They know what you're made of. You got to listen to those people. We got to be able to take criticism instead of always thinking that someone's trying to tear you down or someone's hating on you or someone's trying to get over on you. No, man, that shit is for the birds. Like, yes, there's people out there like that. But like I said about your circle, it's supposed to be tight. I should, I should be able to tell my homegirl something. I should be able to tell my homeboy something. They should be able to tell me something without me getting offended by it. We can't take everything so personal when it comes to ourselves. Some people are actually out here to help us, to help us grow. But if we never allow ourselves to take any type of criticism, then how the hell will we ever grow? If we always think that we're right about every fucking thing. No one's right about everything. I'm a, I like to learn. I like to learn, period. Especially if someone can tell me something about myself. I like to learn it. I know my exes will probably disagree with that. But it is what it is. I like to learn. I learned to learn things about myself. And what they will always tell me is, it's not about what you say. It's, it's your approach and how you say it. And that's true. Because if you come at me like an asshole, yeah, I'm tuning you out. And the same thing, I, I, that's how I will come on my exes. I will come on my ex like an asshole. 
She would tune me out. Don't want to hear nothing I got to say. Understandable. So always watch your approach and always watch your delivery. Because a lot of what you say could be true. But if your approach and your delivery is fucked off, then you really no one's trying to hear what you got to say. So I hope at the start of the new year, we're able to really dig, dig deep inside ourselves and start this maturation process of growth. Grow, man. Um, keep, keep good people around you. Because we need each other, man. The, the, the fucking world is going to hell in the handbasket. It just truly is. It's all types of things going on out here. Um, we, we, it's sad, man. It's sad to see. It's sad to see because this is the world that our children have to grow up in. And it's only getting worse. That's why as a community, we got to come together and we got to do better. We have to do better. We have to start doing better. We have to start setting better examples for our children. I hate the thought that my daughters have to grow up in this world. Especially if and when I'm not around anymore. It really does. It saddens me. But I really think that if we were to really truly work on ourselves and work at being better people... I just think that the world will be a little bit, uh, I think I think we'll leave the world a little better for our children going forward. Keep the haters from around you, man. Y'all, some of y'all got some, some, we got haters in our own circle. Cut them loose. It's not worth it. It is not worth it. We are far better than all of this. So the sooner we keep it pushing, the sooner we find out who we are, the sooner we start loving ourselves a little, just a little better, the sooner we start loving each other a little better, good things will come. I'm a firm believer in that. We got to make good on growth so our children could be good with growth in the future we don't like i said man we don't we don't want to we don't want to stunt our children's growth because we refuse to grow as adults right now toxic behavior the toxic traits that we've been passing that our families and friends and Whoever's been passing on for generations to come, now nah, we got to get rid of that. We we gotta we gotta really really move forward and really 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 start to um, just do better. Self love, self care starts with that first, and then we can start really caring and loving each other, our family and our friends, just a little bit more. And then, like I said, man, just see how far that shit will take us. The world will just be a little bit kinder. We'll have a lot more humanity going on out there. And I just feel that we'll be able to change a lot of things. 
Let's open up dialogue, man. Let's let's really start letting people know how we feel, fellas. Yo, <laughs> I know, man. Yo, trust me, I know. We supposed to be, you know, we supposed to be harder than concrete, you know. We ain't supposed to show no emotions. We supposed to be hardcore. We supposed nah, man. That shit is whack. I'm just just being honest. I never even been that type of dude. Straight up. Like any girl, any any girl for that matter that I've ever dated, if 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 it was time for me to tear up and cry, oh well, guess what? I'm tearing up and I'm crying. I show emotions. I'm an emotional dude at times. And I'm cool with that. It doesn't make me doesn't make me any less of a man. Just doesn't. Women, um, men, we the, the, for men who like women, we want that. We want just that. A woman. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't need a, we don't need a woman trying to show us how manly they can be. I mean, I don't want a woman like that. <laughs> some people may like that. I'm not one. I'm not some people. So um, we get with women because that's what we would like to see. We, we, we like to be with women. I love strong, independent women. So I'm not taking anything away from strong and independent women, but. All that gotten having to prove how fucking macho you are as a woman to your man, like yo, that shit is dead. Like, nah, we're not going for that. And we gotta know our roles. We gotta know the roles that we play in each other's lives. But like I said, man, this this right here, we starting off 2020 uh, with self love, self care, growth. That's what that's 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 the movement. Let's just get better, man. Let's get better as people. All right. Yo, this is Dre E, and it's the Minority Report. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on iTunes, the Anchor app, YouTube. Yo, um, happy New Year, man. Let's uh, let's take it out, man, and um, let's be great. All right, all right, y'all. Um, let's do what we got to do. All right. Y'all take care, man. Um, peace and love, all right? Peace.